He's Pittsburgh born and we like him that way. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Cinderella boy. On 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. Ben Roethlisberger spoke yesterday. Antonio Brown spoke today. Which one sounded more like a leader? We'll get to that coming up in a little bit. This anthem stuff, I think, is real touchy everywhere, but I think it is really, really touchy here in Pittsburgh. But I think we can all come to an understanding here with whether we are for the kneeling, against the kneeling, what have you, of how badly the league effed this up. Because the Steelers kind of pulled a whole microcosm of the league when they did their form of the protest, non-protest, in Chicago. So what the league's doing now is they're saying, you can stay inside or not. If you are outside for the National Anthem, if you are participating, you must be respectful for the National Anthem. Well, the Steelers determined what they were going to do after Donald Trump ran his mouth was... We're going to stay in the locker room. We're not going to create any problems that way. But the people who wanted to be pissed about it either way were pissed because they said the Steelers stayed in the locker room as a form of protest, even though that wasn't even ever the case. It's really hard for the league to do something here that's not going to piss off one faction. But they've done gone pissed off both. Again, my solution, just so I get it out there as much as possible, stop showing the anthem on TV! I really think that would go a long way. Uh, am I out to lunch here? I really think that would help. Out of sight, out of mind. People aren't seeing Colin Kaepernick with a fro pick in his hair, kneeling down. They're not going to get mad about it. If you don't see it, you won't get pissed about it. It's exactly how our society is right now. Why do people get pissed and all these, you know, all of a sudden here comes the lynch mob and everything. Everybody's going crazy. It's because they see something on their screen. If it's out of their sight, they'll find something else to get pissed off at. That's how human nature works. It is. But the NFL just threw it right back in everybody's face. And here's what they're trying to do that's wrong. They're trying to come down in the middle of an issue that has no middle. There's no middle ground on this thing. There really isn't. And there may be some some nice fluffy stuff in the middle that you could find, but the way people argue it, it doesn't really exist. And they're trying to be the good guy to both sides, but what it makes them look like is that they just can't handle their own league. Right. And they can't. And that's the problem. If you bury it, it's gone. Right. I said it in the first segment. Players in the NFL smoke pot. Players in the NBA smoke pot. But one league is seen to have a drug problem, the other isn't, and that's because the NFL digs up all their crap, they pull their skeletons out of their own closets, and parade them in front of everyone. The NBA says, no, 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 no. We're not going to care if people smoke pot. It doesn't affect the game of basketball, and we're not the morality police. We're the police of the game of basketball. I had a friend in college who was sleeping with this woman, and she was sleeping with everyone. <laughs> you just had to add that in there. <laughs> well, it's important because I told him. And he's like, well, now I have to stop sleeping with her. I was like, well, yeah, you probably should. He said, I wish you never would have told me. I would have liked to continue sleeping with her for a long time and not thought that other people were and thought we had this nice thing. And we were never getting married. It wasn't a real relationship. But I would have liked to keep doing it. And morally, I can't because she's out doing it with everyone else in town. Ignorance really is bliss. If you don't know, you don't know. If someone spits in my ice cream, 
and I know about it, I ain't eating ice cream. But if someone spits in my ice cream and I eat the ice cream, it was delicious ice cream. And I'm none the wiser, and it's not going to get me sick. The NFL, they'd be digging their own skeletons up. The NFL is keeping this topic in the mainstream when the NFL should be trying to bury this topic. And it was kind of buried. Like, until today, really? I, I mean, we do this for a living, so we, we look into things like this. It was pretty much buried. I mean, granted, at the beginning of the season, it might have come up a little sure. bit. But it was, on its, it was on its last legs. And look, I'm not saying that this should be something that goes away. It should be something that's talked about, but in other formats. You know, not necessarily with a, a representation of something that's not real, like the flag equals the troop sort of thing. You right. Know, it's about a completely different thing. And if they, if they didn't announce this, they would have gone through the summer without having to deal with it. You know, they could have taken their good old time trying to figure out a solution where the Players Association and all 32 teams are on board. And clearly... The teams aren't all on board because now you have the co-chairman of the Jets coming out and saying that he, yeah, you know, if anybody finds my players, we'll pay it as a team. I'm good with them having free speech and whatever comes across, we'll take, we'll pay the bill. Don't worry about it. It was a cool thing for him to do. It was also genius, and it also separated him from the other 31 owners as right. the guy who, ah, I voted because everyone else did, <laughs> yeah. but that's the only reason why. Yeah. Ah, give me a break. Let's go to Bill in Indianapolis. Bill, you're on the Crowley Show. Hello. I am. Oh, man, I'm so bothered by this, too. I'm listening to local radio earlier, and and uh, one of the guys said a similar uh, thing that you did. You know, why do they need to broadcast it? And w my biggest concern is, is these, these networks are going to go out of their way to single out the people that didn't or don't come out. And wh why is that necessary? Because a guy in the stands, He's he's not going to be able to, and if he is, then he's certainly not paying respect to the anthem. He's not going to be able to identify who is or isn't out there. I mean, maybe I guess he could look who comes out of the tunnel after the anthem's over, something like that. But the networks, if they go out of their way to single out the guys that choose to not not come out, how, how is that going to how is that going to help any of this? And, and, and you hit it hit it right on the head. This isn't about. The, the soldiers, and I think they were the ones that said, "If you have an issue, then don't sit down, take a knee." And, and that's what, that's what this, this message is so lost by people. There clearly is racial injustice, and if you don't think that, then you're just an idiot. I like you I'm, a lot, Bill, and in fact, you align with a lot of my sensibilities. I don't know if I'm going to do that show today, though. To be honest, I don't really need to disagree with the people that I've disagreed with vehemently for the last year and a half. I want to all come together. Let's all come together, you and me, and hold hands and sing Kumbaya, and all come to a realization that the NFL done screwed up. I think we can all agree on that. Whether you have one viewpoint or the other, the NFL screwed this up. He did make a really good point there, though. The cameras are going to cut to the six players from every team that run out onto the field, and those players are going to get absolutely destroyed by the same people who are destroying the kneelers. And now the media is going to be looking for it, like he said. Oh. You had a nice little shot, and you could see everybody on the sideline, and you could take role as to who's doing what. Now that they don't have that bone to feed off of, they're going to be looking for the next bone to feed off of, and those cameras are going to be trained right on that tunnel, man. And roll call will happen. Check, check. Oh, look at that. Check, check, check. He did it. He did it. He did it. And these players, 
You think you have a PR problem now with teams just explaining a guy kneeling? Try having them explain what they were doing in the locker room. Why were you in the locker room? Well, we weren't coming out on the field. Well, is there any reason you didn't want to come out on the And it'll just, it's a rabbit hole you don't want to jump down. And here we are, thanks to the NFL and the way they poorly handle controversy. Here we are again. They just, they kick the can down the road and we're going to visit it forever now. The unveiling of this whole thing is strange to me, too. It's weird timing. It's OTAs. It would be football that people are talking about. I mean, all my prep today was football, football. Yeah. Like ben Roethlisberger screwed himself by some of the things he said. Uh, that was one of the big topics. Is Le'Veon Bell going to be the same guy he was now that he's not going to show up again? That was one of the topics I had. Football, football would have been being discussed. The issue isn't the biggest issue facing the NFL either. They think that this is. But they're not bleeding ratings just because of this. There are people who are not watching anymore because of it. I'm not going to be that guy who says, no, nobody's turning it off. People are turning it off for this reason. But I think the NFL also cannibalizes itself. A lot of people are watching Red Zone. They don't factor that into the ratings in the same fashion they did before. Uh, People will watch highlights. They'll watch their own game, and they'll go off and do other things because we've all got a damn computer in our hands. The NFL needs to battle their ratings declining because of all this stuff, not just because of this. And they've made this priority while the rest of that gets swept right under the rug. That's a problem. Let's go to Adam in Anaheim. Hello, Adam. Hey, you guys made a lot of really good points uh, when you guys yeah. came back from break. I have to say that. So I'll talk about something that I was going to also talk about. From talking to uh, a lot of people, a lot of old school people, uh, people in their 60s and 70s, I know, and some veterans, okay? Now, this is a lot of people, the difference in activism versus now versus yesterday. Like Muhammad Ali was stripped of his heavyweight championship. 50 years ago, and he also was stripped of his passport. He had no right to earn a living. Now, you can say Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed from the NFL. I, I, we'll never know. To be fair to Cap, we'll never know. But he did get that contract in 2013 over like 40 million guaranteed. And almost everybody that I talked to said he would have never come out in the first place had he not got paid if he, uh, if he didn't have his money. Okay. Now that's, that's maybe unfair, but there's a lot of truth to that. And what I want to say about that is the same people that, uh, you know, are, you know, pro anthem, they say to me, I wouldn't have a problem if some Somebody, if some of these quote activists were willing to, you know, lose their entire pay, and you know, if they were willing to, you know, you know, lo- compared to yesteryear, they're, they're, they're like Bill Russell, Muhammad Ali, they said these these uh, players today have no idea about sacrifice, and and that's that's just from what I hear, and, and I tend to uh, agree with that. I'm just saying, there's not a lot of, has been talked about on the uh, well, measure I, of activism. Well, thank you for the call, Adam. First of all, I don't like people trying to control what kind of activism does and does not get done. Uh, Activism is supposed to make people uncomfortable. Beyond that, these players are going to lose money if the team gets fined and if that money comes then there out of their pockets. Beyond that, though, there are ways that you can suffer by other means than you not getting your money. If they really feel like the racial divide in this country is so great that they need to step up, then that means that what they're fighting is this awful police brutality. That is what they're suffering. And 
Okay, so you take their pay away, you don't take their pay away, whatever. It's not necessarily about being a quote-unquote sacrifice as much as it is a statement. And Colin Kaepernick did still, though, sacrifice a lot. He did. Uh, this guy should be in the league right now. You know, I don't know if he got blackballed. Maybe not in so many words, but none of the owners want to deal with the backlash of bringing in a guy like Colin Kaepernick. And Cap's still putting his money where his mouth is, too. Is. It's, you know, And when we get into the argument about like salaries and these guys make so much money, they're not sacrificing... Here's the problem with that whole argument is that as a country, as humans, we don't pay attention to people who don't make a lot of money. Joe Blow on the street, we could care less about what he says. What these guys are in a position, yes, they have tons of money, but there's an also responsibility there because people are paying attention to them. So they've been given the platform. While yes, they might not they might still have a million dollars in the bank if they use lose a million. Still, these are the people who can do the most good for topics like this. These are the people who will keep your ear, who will have you, like we are doing right now, continue to talk about issues. You know, so the money thing, look, I get it. Yeah, they're not sacrificing much, but also they are as their reputation because half the country will hate them. Half the country will love them. They may lose future things that are coming their way, like endorsements and stuff like that. Yeah, they'll still have money. But again, would we even pay attention to anyone no, else other than that? That's fabulous. That's that's so true. And I can't stand when people say, oh, well, Colin Kaepernick, he grew up with a rich family, so he doesn't know about their plight. Okay, just because you didn't grow up that way, just because you didn't suffer, doesn't mean that other people aren't suffering and don't have problems. Right. Uh, so Colin Kaepernick has the ability to speak on this behalf, so he does, and all of a sudden makes him a bad guy because he didn't live it. You know, J.J. Watt didn't drown in a hurricane, but he raised a whole bleep ton of money for people who did drown in hurricanes. Use your platform for the betterment of life. Coming up next. More on this. Your phone calls, 412-922-2874. Players are now coming out. Malcolm Jenkins released a statement on Twitter.com. And we've got Ben Roethlisberger hot takes. Antonio Brown hot takes. I'll give them, and then you tell me who's a better leader. I mean, I suppose we'll get to it. (laughs) We shall see. It's Crowley Show. The league's got a new policy, and it's not as fun as I'm making it seem it is. Here it is in six not concise points, but six points nonetheless. One, all team and league personnel on the field shall stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem. Two, the game operations manual will be revised to remove the requirements that all players be on the field for the anthem. Three, personnel who choose not to stand for the anthem may stay in the locker room or in a similar location off the field until after the anthem has been performed. Four, a club will be fined by the league if its personnel are on the field and do not stand and show respect for the flag in the anthem. Five, each club may develop its own work rules consistent with the above principles regarding its personnel who do not stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem. And finally, as I said, these were not concise. Number six, the commissioner will impose appropriate discipline on league personnel who do not stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem, end quote. So number six is the one that really gets me angry. It's the sticking point. 
The commissioner will impose appropriate discipline on league personnel who do not stand and show respect for the flag or the anthem. So, Roger Goodell can do whatever the hell he wants to you. It adds a seventh to the list, which is we reserve the right to fine you for anything that pisses Twitter off. It didn't say anything about suspension either. Maybe they can. Appropriate discipline. There's no precedent for this. And as we've found, you know what, I can understand why the NFL would come down like this. There's never been a problem when Roger Goodell imposes any discipline. He gets it right every time. There's always precedent. No issues. It's not as if he's just throwing darts at a board. So that's where I got a big problem. Finally, we got players coming out on this. We got Malcolm Jenkins, who posts on Twitter, what NFL owners did today was thwart the players' constitutional rights to express themselves and to use our platform to draw attention to social injustices like racial inequality in our country. Everyone loses when voices get stifled. While I disagree with this decision, I will not let it silence me or stop me from fighting. The national conversation around race in America that the NFL players forced over the past two years will persist as we continue to use our voices, our time, and our money to create a more fair and just criminal justice system. End police brutality and foster better educational and economic opportunities for communities of color and those struggling in this country. End quote. I read a lot there in the first two minutes. Eh, a lot of breathing. Why is nobody being concise these days? I don't have to be because I'm a radio host who has to talk for three hours. I only half the show is done right now. I still got a lot more talking to do. I don't have to be concise. I got to fill airtime. They should be a little bit more concise. Like Vince Williams who tweets, people hear you loud and clear, they just don't care. That one cuts right to it, huh? I think it does. That's not vague at all. Can we try to be concise and not vague? Who's next? Who can we hear from next? Who's more concise than Malcolm Jenkins, as concise as Vince Williams, but yet not as vague as young Vince? This whole thing. Tailspin. I think I got an idea, Crowley. I'm in. All right, good. I'll still give it, though. Okay, so they're silencing the players, right? Correct. Players have a lot of money, right? They do. Okay. Buy some damn advertising on the NFL broadcast as a bunch of players, and you you speak out what your problem is. Say exactly what it is. Don't do a protest that's silent. Say it. Or maybe get a little creative, like show a bunch of you kneeling in front of an anthem. It's not in game. It's pre-recorded. You want to get it out, spend your money, drop it on a commercial, and and hit the NFL where where that where it matters. Pay them ad revenue. Oh, I don't know. Well, that's that's why they wouldn't turn it away, right? Right. Because right. oh, well, we'll take their money. Sure, sure as bleep, we'll take it. But doesn't that fall under item number six here? The commissioner will impose appropriate discipline on league personnel who do not stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem. How about if you air it at the first spot right before the actual broadcast starts, like in that thirty seconds prior to when the official NFL broadcast starts? Then you're not in game. Can't, can't get them, right? Can't get me, baby. How about halftime? How about that? Right smack dab in the middle, we'll hit you with our politics. Yeah. Eat it! It's not politics, though. It's racial divide, which should never be misconstrued as politics. Looks like we had a caller there who dropped off. Yeah, he he wouldn't answer me. I asked him for his name, and there was just nothing. Oh. He got cold feet. Cold feet. Call back up. 412 Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. We're going to get back to this anthem stuff in a minute or two here because it is 
the issue that we should be talking about, and it's the issue that I want to talk about and we want to talk about. Brian LaMartina across from me. We've got Tom Offerman behind the glass, shirtless Tom as we call him. We're going to stay on the topic of football, though. It's a football day all day today on the show, football. There are a couple of things done yesterday and today by Steelers that made me think one guy's more of a leader than another guy, and I'll get into that. Prior to the 2017 season, Ben Roethlisberger hopped on his weekly radio show and said he didn't know if he was going to come back for the 2018 season. Then after he threw five interceptions against the Jags in October, he said, maybe I don't have it anymore. This offseason, he said he wanted to play three to five more years. Woohoo! But yesterday, he responded to a Will Graves question by saying he is still taking it, quote, year to year. Wait, what? The reason the Steelers drafted Mason Rudolph isn't because they don't trust Ben's body. It's because they don't trust what comes out of that guy's mouth. Ben could say he's in the best shape of his career and guarantees that he's going to play five more years, but that doesn't matter to the Steelers because Ben just says whatever the hell he wants to say. Bad play, asked Coach Todd. Good play, he checked it at the line. Game-tying play against the Chargers, he drew it up in the dirt. Ben says what Ben wants to say. It's his world, and everybody else is just living in it. Here's what Antonio Brown had to say about Le'Veon Bell, because that didn't sound like a leader there. Oh, three to five more. Oh, I'm taking it year to year. Oh, I'm retiring. Maybe I don't have it anymore. This right here, as ironic a twist it might be, is Antonio Brown talking about Le'Veon Bell and sounding like he should be the captain of this football team. Yeah, we text. You know, I tell him how his tape's not that good. You know, how he, how he need to come out here and play with me. But, you know, all that don't matter. You know, he's got to take care of his business. How much did you feel, though, like the, the way that you handled things when you were trying to get a contract extension was maybe a set an example for him and others and just in terms of being here, doing your job, and, and hoping that they'll take care of you? Or is, it, or is this a completely different circumstance? Well, the first rule of getting better is showing up. You know, you can't make anything better without showing up, so... You know, I think if he show up, you know what I mean, make everyone understand where he want to be. He want to be here for not this this year, for years to come. You know, come out here and show up. You know, show up and get better and show God you're here. Leader. That's a leader right there. That's a leader. Hey, Le'Veon Bell, you had a crappy start to the season last year. Maybe if you show up this year, you won't. That is courtesy Kevin Gorman from Pittsburgh's Tribune Review. I love the Trib. Check out Breakfast with Benz. He'll be on tomorrow with us at 5 o'clock. That is something that we haven't really ever heard from Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown says, come here and get better. Because if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And for all the people who thought Antonio was was going to hold out back when he had the opportunity to hold out, it was never going to happen. That guy... Loves football. Loves it. He loves the game and loves practice. He loves everything about it. He works out two times a day. The Steelers have had to tell him to ease back a little bit, I've been told, at times. So it probably makes him sick that a guy like Le'Veon Bell not showing up. Now, Le'Veon isn't under contract now. I wouldn't show up if I were Le'Veon Bell, but somebody should call him out. And I'm happy it was A.B., Meanwhile, Ben Roethlisberger's focused on trying to determine how long his career's going to last. Well, is it going to be a year? Is it going to be five? Is it going to be three? Why'd you draft a quarterback? I wish they had. Wish they had brought in only good players. He's talking about the organization in a way that makes me, a Steelers fan, uncomfortable, saying, 
oh, we're not going to be good enough this year. I'm paraphrasing. Because we didn't draft a player who's going to help in the third round. Meanwhile, there's a player who's not there that should be there that could be helping this year, and he's not saying a word about him. A.B., if only for today, a leader. Ben Roethlisberger, just flapping his gums. 412-922-2874. More race talk. We go to Mike in Wheeling. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. How you doing? Delightful. How are you? Good, good. I love the show, even though it's not quite the Bloom Daddy show, but you got a great show. Hey, Bloom Daddy's my boy, so we're good there. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, hey, uh, I don't know, man. I think, you know, if I go to my work and I, I protest or do whatever, you know, I can be terminated or disciplined, and that's the same as there. Even though it's before the game, they're not on the field playing, they're still in the NFL stadium, they're still in a workplace, they're still on company time. You are right about every last thing you said, Mike. You are right about all of that, without a doubt. And that could be the end of the conversation. That can be the non-starter here. But there's a way that the NFL could have dealt with this and not squashed protest. There's a way that the NFL could have done this and not pissed any faction off. And that's just said we don't need to show the anthem! (laughs) So, you might not agree with the way that they're taking care of themselves, they're protesting. The league definitely doesn't agree. At least the owners don't with the way that they're representing themselves and then the league. But I think they could have handled it in ways that don't irritate anybody. That's what it boils down to for me. Businesses do have rights. Duh. Freedom of speech does not protect you from your employer. Freedom of speech protects you from the government coming down and grabbing you for saying bad things. So you're right. You are right about that. But the league has to try to appeal to all of its fans, not just some of its fans. And there were solutions on the table here where they could have done more of that than they are. You're never going to appease everyone, but they could have gone a little bit closer to that. And they didn't. I did kneel down in the hallway today. In front of the American flag. Just for effect, though. My employer has yet to do anything about it. Yet. Yikes. They'll probably get in a room. 34 people will have a different uh, opinion. Come up with a convoluted punishment for you and say that if you do it again in the future, you will be fine. Is convolution a word? Yes, I think. Should be. It's going to be. Yeah. I want to stick with the convolution. Yeah. The, I suppose, convoluted nature of what the NFL released today. Uh, after we hear from Devin, Devin, you're back. Hello. Just one more thing. I hear that argument a lot. Like when I'm at my job, when I'm at my job, <laughs> their job is not your job. You're not paid millions of dollars to put your body on the line, possibly be paralyzed like Ryan Shays there. It's a totally different thing. The things that they have to do in the community, the things they have to do for the league, their faces are known all over the nation. If you lay concrete, you're known maybe in your neighborhood, maybe depending on what type of person you are. So it's totally different. Devin, that, you, my you, job is their job is their job is my job. Uh-uh, it doesn't fly, man. Well, no, I I'll, and look, I'm on your side with all this, too, as far as that's concerned. Because if you take away their abilities to act for cause, then you do become just a football player. All they're doing is running, hitting, and tackling, making millions of dollars, but it's not being put to any good use. They need to be able to stand up for what they believe in, and they do have the platform. Thank you, Devin. Yep. I-L-Y. My man. Up next, the convoluted nature of what the NFL released, and what does Art Rooney II, Steelers team president and owner, 
have to say about all this. It is the Crowley Show. I got people in my menchies saying, Crowley, these NFL players are spoiled. They don't deserve the money that they're making, and they shouldn't be able to kneel down, this, that, the other. If all their politics are aligning the way that I think that they should be aligning, these people should understand that capitalism dictates that these NFL players make what they're making. They don't even understand what their own politics are supposed to be. But I'll steer clear politics as best I can, as the NFL tries to do the same thing, except not doing a very good job of it at all. Here's what Art Rooney II had to say. As I continue to read things that other people talk about on my radio show, quote, as has been said, I think we have spent a lot of time really not just at this meeting, but really over the last year discussing the subject of the anthem and working with our players to try to make sure we could get to a place where all the different viewpoints could be respected. I think we've come out at a place that we as a group and the league are comfortable with. Obviously, we want to continue to work with our players and make sure that they feel that their point of view has been respected. I think the fact that those who are not comfortable standing for the anthem have the right to stay off the field, so we're not forcing anybody to stand who doesn't feel that's within the way they feel about particular subjects. But those who are on the field are going to be asked to stand. I think that we've listened to a lot of different viewpoints, including our fans, over the last year, and I think this policy attempts to come out in a place where we respect everybody's point of view in this as best as we could, end quote. They're trying too hard to go for the compromise thing. And there are a lot of problems with that because, A, they didn't talk to the players union about it, and, B, if they did, the players that do want to go out onto the field and demonstrate wouldn't be able to go out onto the field and demonstrate. So, obviously, it doesn't take their viewpoint into consideration. And then... The fans that you think that you're helping out here, some of them might still say, why can't every player stand? Why can't you make it mandatory that every player stand? I think the NFL swung and missed with a lot of people today. And whatever side you're on, whether you're on the side of the protesters or not, I think we can all agree that this was not the best decision for the National Football League to make. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Art Rooney II also went on to say to a reporter for the Detroit Free Press that he thinks that any pumping of the fist, fist raising, would qualify as behavior that is deemed offensive and therefore could be viewed as punishable. I thought we were trying to get the gray areas out of the sport of football. And they're trying as best they can when it comes to football itself. But now you get to the off-the-field football stuff, and my God, you're just adding gray areas. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to know how to protest? What if I stand there? I'm going to do it in studio for everyone. What if I stand there like this, with my arms down in front of my chest, with my hand in front of my package? Are they going to say I'm grabbing myself like a Baker Mayfield? What if I put my hands behind my back? Are they going to say that my hands are too close to the crack? Is that disrespectful? If I put a fist up in the air, that's disrespecting the anthem, really? 
How about the history of this great country? How about we think about what that is represented in this country? But no, that's disrespectful. Okay, so screw them, right? Can't do that. What if I scratch my nose? My nose itches all the time, particularly at the beginning of fall when allergies are a bitch. What if I wipe off some sweat from under my armpit? What if I'm fastening my pads? What if I've got to tie my shoe? What if the guy next to me farts and I have to duck out of his way? What if it's Alejandro Villanueva? The guy's six foot nine. He probably ate all of the tri-state area's tacos the night before. What is and isn't disrespectful? So now the question becomes, because they've got this vague terminology, because they've got this vague interpretation, do they start to now extrapolate it and start coming up with more specifics? Do they start listing the specific things that you can't do? God forbid you wear a hat. What if it's two degrees? Yeah, but it's only a minute and a half, Crowley. You should be able to stand there. Well, what if you get frozen nose? Frozen ears? What if it's Josh Dobbs? He doesn't have any body hair. What if he's going to keep his hat on? He's got alopecia. I don't think I could have sounded more like Jerry Seinfeld there if I tried. He's got alopecia. He's got alopecia. He's got no body hair. What's the deal with this guy? With a league who nails down things like uniform policies to where the socks must be white, no bandanas, stockings, no unapproved headwear, they nail these things down specifically. They list them out. Why can't they approach this in a way where they're like, during an anthem, you will stand there like this. These are the rules. It's, It's weird to me. They know they have a mess here. They know they can't take a side on either way. So it's almost in their interest to stay a little vague. Carte blanche, then. Right. And they can kind of, like, after the fact, they can throw punishment down. But it's just weird to me. A league that nails down so many things, there's so many specifics to so many rules that they can't give you one thing that you have to do. Stand there, keep your hands at your side, and that's how you will do it for every anthem. But instead, they got wishy-washy. They're, they're moving to the court of public opinion. They don't want to take a stance, but they feel they have to. And that's where that's why we're in the gray area we're in right now. That's why we're in this weird mishmash of, uh, of what's going to come to be. A guy did lift his hand above his shoulder, and all of a sudden there's going to be a $15,000 fine. And then, I mean, for us it's great because we got a topic for a week. But really, is that how you want to be handling things? No! No. I said this to open the show, and I feel like it bears repeating now. The NFL screwed themselves by being as vague as they are with all this, but the NFL also screwed themselves by digging up the dead body that they buried in the friggin' marsh. It's like the scene in The Departed. When I tell you to bury the body in the friggin' marsh, you bury the body in the friggin' marsh, not where some John's off getting the... His Tuesday blow bleep. I don't even know if I'm allowed to do that. Who cares? You said bleep. I did. You know what word I was thinking of, though. It's your job to know these words. The NFL has all these skeletons in its closet, right? And this being one of them, right? They don't want anybody to talk about the anthem anymore. That's why they're trying to enact policy. Yet, it's almost like me, Joe Schmo fan, walks into Commissioner Goodell's house, right? And he goes, oh, upstairs. Third floor, room on the left, closets in the back left corner. Go in there, open it up. I do skeletons fall out. 
The NFL does not have to interject this into our mainstream conversation right now, and yet they have anyway. So the question is why? Why? Is it because they feel like they're so desperately losing fans because of this? Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're so scared of the possible backlash for the kneeling that they need to get out in front of it. Maybe that's their thinking. It has to be. But it doesn't make sense to me because at the end of last year, there weren't a lot of players kneeling. Colin Kaepernick's no longer in the league. And now that I think about it, Reed's got his lawsuit. Kaepernick had the lawsuit because they're saying they're blackballed from the league and now the league is enacting policy saying you're specifically not allowed to do the thing that they are doing. I wonder how that's going to look in a lawsuit. But sorry to go off on that little tangent there. The league doesn't need to be doing this at this time. They are because they think that the biggest problem is they're losing and bleeding fans. Very literally, they're losing the red. They're bleeding. I don't think that that's the only reason why. I think it has to do with the Red Zone channel. I think it has to do with more options being on TV at a given time. I think it has to deal with the quality of play, uh, the vagueness in some of the rules actually on the football field. What's a catch? What's not a catch? Uh, what's a helmet-to-helmet hit? What's not a helmet-to-helmet hit? Yet the NFL has chosen to make this the crusade that they're trying to fight. This, the anthem stuff, that's the crusade. And they don't need to be forcing the issue there. It was going to fade away. Everything does. All of these things eventually go away, whether you enact policy or not. Players were going to stop kneeling because they're going to get tired of kneeling. It was not going to be shocking to us anymore. When Colin Kaepernick sat down, that was shocking. Then he talks to the soldiers, and they say, could you please kneel? So he kneels, and that's shocking because he's got the big old fro. He's got the fro pick. He looks like a generation before doing what that generation did, and it's shocking. But the shock value was going to be gone. The NFL only needed to let this peter out, and it was going to. But instead, the NFL said, nah, you know what, let's enact some policy. There are six steps. There are six things we are enacting. And it will take you 15 minutes to say them on the radio. All I'm asking for is you to be a little bit concise. That's it. It's a little bit concise, NFL. Yeah, come on. Just a little concise. Coming up next... This, right, I suppose, plus George LaRock. What a dweeb. Capitals in Tampa tonight. It's the Crowley Show.